Hey guys, it's Amy Jamay, and today we are back for another episode. And on today's episode, we will be talking about the things we learned in sports marketing during the second quarter. So here is what we learned about. So during this quarter, we learned about logos and we even made we even learned about coding and we also learned about um like different things that sports management programs do with their logos and brand images so that they can like make their sports team look better and advertise them in a way that's positive and a way that people would like to start following them and things like that because the way you like the way you show yourself online tells a lot tells people a lot we learned about direct mail and how like different people like some people prefer mail some people prefer theirs to be electronic or people just don't really like paper that much like now technology has become such a really big factor people started to use qr codes which is like you can like scan it and things can come up because that is really so much easier people don't really like using mail there are advantages and disadvantages with direct mail though and we learned that some of the advantages are some of them are targeted to the specific market that they have it's a more like personalized message but it's not going to be short and brief um it can be measured as a call to action and a big advantage is you have total control of the message and it's hidden from your competitors because if you did regular mail you could be sending your business to the person who owns the shop across the street from you without you knowing but there are disadvantages such as it's easy to throw away and it's a it's really high cost because you have to like really like organize everything so that you don't lose things there's a longer lead time and you really need a good expertise to hit the target market you want it can be really expensive and so it's not really cost efficient and it's really hard to track that is one big disadvantage it's really hard to track This quarter, we also learned about calculating media costs and how, like, it's good to determine the things you need because, like, it's good that you invest in stuff for your, like, media and brand image, but it's actually really hard to manage, and it's harder than I thought because when we were doing our project on making our fantasy team, it was hard. There was a lot of factors to consider. But we have to, like, think about the size of the audience because if you're going to make flyers or something and you don't have enough, then that's not good. And and something good to have is, like, rate cards, and that's, like, a good place to get feedback. And some of the stuff we learned is about the demographic makeup because not all audiences are the same, and people have different interests and things like that 
And it's good to know like the size of the ad or the frequency of purchase or dollar volume. And the reproduction quality. If it's a high quality, then you're going to get higher costs. And there are different media cost types. There's absolute and relative. Absolute is what the total expenditure is for an ad. And then like the cost of the production, the cost for time and space purchased. And relative cost is used to determine if one media type is more efficient or more cost effective over another. We also learn how to calculate media cost, and it's not too hard, but some of them you have to think about the advertising expense and all that. But media costs do vary for different mediums. For newspaper, it's determined using rates. And then there are different types of rates, actually. There's a runoff page, which is wherever newspaper places the ad. Flat rates, which is used for one-time placement. Sliding scale rates, more ads will cost less per ad. Combination rates and volume and consistency rates. The cost is usually, usually tend to be lower than um, other print media. And mag for magazines, it's determined, their rates is how it's determined. Is circulation and target markets are primary factors for rates that reach specific readers for advertisers. And the types of rates for magazines include the size and frequency rates, the volume and consistency rates, slash discounts, and the combination rates. The costs tend to be higher than other print media because, you know, there's a lot more color and a lot more pictures and things like that. And there are position preferences, like if you want a picture on the front or the back or the inside front or the back cover, you really have to, sometimes you have to pay more. There are color requirements, full bleed pages, spreads, gatefolds, etc. So for TV, I know that one's really much more expensive because you have to think about what's in consideration. Like if you want a commercial just for the Super Bowl, you're going to have to pay a good million dollars just to have a few seconds. So the most effective way to um, promote a local event is the TV because there's a very long production lead time and the rates are determined from whether there's a larger or higher audience and then the rating and time is like Nielsen ratings. It's like from GRP and advertisers usually ask for this data. And then the rates and schedules change based on local factors, such as the other day when Kobe Bryant passed away. There were games that were moved because of that, because, you know, people wanted to pay their respect and people were hurt. And then the costs for TV are higher than any other medium because you have to think about time availability because sometimes... People are more available in the morning, afternoons, sometimes prime time or late night. And the demand for time is usually like at its peak in the winter season. And the length of an ad impacts the product, um, the cost also.
So right now, the sports world is really hurt because Kobe Bryant has passed away, and he, you know, he was more than a, he was more than an athlete. He was a father, a coach. He was just an inspiration to many people around the world. Many people are dedicating their, like, time and just, like, putting their full-time effort in. Sorry about that. Putting their full-time effort in. And just doing a lot of stuff for Kobe. Another thing happening in the sports world is that Nike is selling out of all Kobe-related products, and many people are trying to, like, stockpile Bryant's things or sell them for more money. But it is up to his wife. It is up to his wife if he wa- if she wants to keep, like, selling his stuff and keep going on with the, his team and all that. And I just feel really bad for his wife and his whole family. Because this is just devastating. It's really sad. So another thing that's going on is UCLA is starting to see their first deficit in 15 years. So they're starting to see their first deficit with their athletic department because it used to be $18.9 million and they received like, they just had, oh, they see nearly $19 million deficit in their, that's a lot. It says UCLA had $127.3 million in expenses for the 12 month period. And that was when Chip Kelly um, was there as the Rockets. And that was all through just their images. So now it's about $108.3 million that they're receiving. And that is a lot more than they thought they would be losing. So this um, episode on the sports geek about Kobe of course and they were also talking about um, who they would want to win the Super Bowl coming up and you know there are a lot of Super Bowl commercials that are going to be going out this year And I'm excited to see them.
but yeah, the Super Bowl's coming up, and it's gonna be a good one, Chiefs and the 49ers, so yeah.
Thank you for listening to my podcast and I hope you enjoyed.